there is some separation between Brandon Rose and Nate Johnson, but how much separation is there? And where does Bryson Barnes fit into the Utah quarterback battle? We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utah your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JJ Wirsel, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your first time joining us on the show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. We can't thank you enough for your support. Also, you can hit us up on social media. I'm at JT Wirsel, or you can go to our Locked On Utes feed at Locked On Utes and message us on Twitter. On today's show, we're talking all things spring ball, the quarterback battle, some of the other positions standing out, and a little bit Utah women's basketball news at the very end. And in order to help us all do all of that, it's friend of the show, Sammy Mora. Sammy, starting with spring ball. Brandon Rose, look, Coach Wade alluded to it. There's a little bit of separation amongst the quarterbacks, but also how big is the separation? I think that's what everyone's kind of wondering and interesting, and we both had the opportunity to see spring practice. You've been able to go to all three practices overall, and especially in terms of an accuracy standpoint from what we've seen so far, it does feel like there is that separation amongst Brandon. I don't think it's like a done deal and like Nate can't catch him, but it, it does feel like that there is that separation a little bit, and uh, I think it is. It's not, it, The fact that it's enough to comment on, shows you it is at least somewhat of a sizable separation. I'm not saying it's like a different stratosphere, but it's at least it's enough to at least make notion of it. And it's impressive that Brandon has found himself in this position, but he's clearly been the best performer so far and deserves the front job front runner for the backup job, at least at this point. And whatever Bryson Barnes's weird situation kind of factors into this whole thing too. Well, and I'm also going to like, like asterisk that like, yeah. Wit said, like, there is separation, but also Nate has been dealing with an, in, an undisclosed yes. injury. So is the is it because is the separation because Nate has been hampered with injury? Is it like what is it? So I'm I I'm gonna asterisk the like Nate, like Brandon has separated himself from Nate argument. Like, yeah, Wit like Wit said it happened, but at the same time, how much of a separation truly is it because of Nate's injury? Um, which is undisclosed. We don't know what it is. So that's just how it is with Utah football. As long as it's not season ending, we don't know what it is. Um, but I think, I think the set, like at practice on Tuesday, you saw majority of the time you like saw quarterbacks. It was Brandon. Brandon was the guy who was out there who was doing majority of the drills and stuff. And he he's he looks really good but then he's he made some mistakes um also one of them he threw an interception it was not his fault in my opinion um he was going for a corner route to i think money parks i think is who he was going to and justin medlock just read his eyes and just jumped just jumped the route and like intercepted it in the end zone um but he's making some Brandon's making some really, really, really good throws. Like you've seen sideline throws to Vela, you've seen sideline throws to Luca Calderella, you've seen sideline throws to many parks, you've seen sideline throws to Mikey Matthews. Mikey literally, like he was like Brandon like locked eyes with him on another play later in practice, and Mikey laid it all out. Like he looked like he dragged his toes in, but the refs on site said, like, no. Um if I if that would have been a live game and I'm with, I'm reviewing it because from where I was at it looked like it was a touchdown. Um, but it's it's good and like the thing is that I think like I want to see more from Brandon in terms of it. I want to see more of his ability, like his not ability, his um, 
his run ability because we know what Nate is capable of doing when he needs to get yeah. flushed, when he got flushed, flushed out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what Brandon is more able is is likely to do in those situations. Um, and I think I think separation is is like with said like if he doesn't if they don't have whoever's going to be the number two by the end of spring at least they'll have a head start of who it's going to be um, heading into fall. And I think that that's something else that's very important is not jumping to a rash conclusion just based off the situations you've seen. Um, And like, yeah, like they're both still young quarterbacks. They're both still going to make mistakes. Like that's just how this thing is going to roll and how it's going to shake out. Yeah, mistakes are all part of the lowing, the growing and learning process for these guys overall. And one of the interesting things is it is a battle between two young guys right now because mm-hmm. you got Bryson Barnes out there who has been with this team for a few years now, but is in this interesting scenario where they're just limiting his reps. He's the guy who would soak. I feel like if the season started tomorrow, and let's say Utah's game against Florida was a week from right now, I still feel like Bryson would be the starter. I feel like Coach Witt trusts him the most, but. I think we're in this really interesting scenario where it's like they recognize Bryson is pretty much at his ceiling. Like Bryson is Bryson. We know what Bryson is, but with Brandon and Nate as well, they have a chance to leap him and eventually should be able to leap him. So I think they want, they would like it if that happens sooner rather than later, but it just makes the whole situation very interesting to me. Cause once again, I feel like right now the best backup quarterback, if the game was to be played today on this Utah roster is Bryson Barnes. I would also say, I think Bryson would be on a short leash. Agreed. Like a very short leash. Um, just because like <coughs> when the times he was called upon last year weren't like weren't the best showings. Like Washington yep. State was was the game he started and it was at, at times it looked like he was trying to throw that game away. Um and so I think I think he would be on a short leash. I'm not saying if it was one th- like one three and out and then Whit would be like, Hey, you're done, we're putting Nate or Brian or uh uh Brandon is in but I think that it would be like, okay, well, if you can't, if like this is not happening, if like we're not working, like if these things aren't developing, like we're going to try something else. We're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to maybe put Brandon in there. We're going to maybe put Nate in there. Um, because I just think that from, and again, like I've talked about this before is like the 20 minutes of practice that we as media see is not, we're judging based on what those 20 minutes are we're not seeing practice in an, in its entirety. So like the 20 minutes we see, like Brandon could have been seven of seven for 200 yards. Let's just say, I know that's like an insane stat, but like, let's just say it's that. But then prior to us getting there, he could have thrown 14 incomplete passes in a row and thrown three interceptions. So we're judging this just based on a small section of an entire, however many hour practice however long practice is um <coughs> like how it's 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 a it's a small sample size mm-hmm. of things because one week when we went and saw practice like Bryson looked really 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 not good mm-hmm. um i think he got sacked on three consecutive plays um so i think again it's just it's just small sample sizes like the spring game is going to be like not a huge indicator, but I think the spring game is going to finally give us like a benchmark or a ballpark of where things are. Because like when they do thud, like you're not really seeing a lot of things when you see them, like when quarterbacks aren't live, you see guys pulling up 
on the defense as soon as they break through the offensive line. So when you're in that spring game, and I'm not saying all the quarterbacks are going to be live because chances are like some of them probably might not be live. Um, you're just, I just, it's so, it's so complicated to like talk about a quarterback two situation when you're not seeing the full, like since like mm-hmm. the full scope of things, like the full practice time and you're not seeing them running and tucking it and like stuff like that. You're absolutely right. Cause we don't have any game reps for Brandon Rose. We have pretty much only running reps for Nate Johnson. Yes, we have one pass. Play. Hey, we have one pass. Yes, but we have one pass. Yes, and I'm a huge Nate Johnson fan. I love Nate Johnson, but the design of that was designed to be a very easy look. Oh, yeah. Kendall. So it was set up for him to succeed. So we haven't seen either of those guys have to go in and really operate under duress. And speaking of duress, to your point, Bryson was not good under duress in the Rose Bowl at R, which is probably a large reason they're looking at this and trying to figure out, hey, if we can get someone in there that does handle that better, that's who we're going to want to play. But mm-hmm. we have heard a couple of things about Brandon throwing a couple of interceptions. We know Coach Witt, that's the number one thing. Don't turn the ball over. So that's going to make it very interesting. And I couldn't agree with you more about spring ball because that is a full time of a game, of a practice game, whatever you want to call it. We get to see of these guys going at. So that is going to be so important and very interesting to look at and see. So that's where we sit with the quarterbacks right now. We're going to talk about it, come back and talk about some of the other positions in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. With FanDuel Sportsbook, the NBA season is heating up, and now is the perfect time to head over to FanDuel Sportsbook and get in on a ton of great offers where they have props, parlays, all kinds of things to help you get into the action. Only a couple games left in the regular season, so you know the teams are going to be going hard, trying to get their postseason jump started, and there's great options at FanDuel because they have given new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can buy everything from the money line to the point scored to three drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat, no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Sammy, as I struggle to read, get through that. You, Jeff- were, <laughs> you were fighting through that one. <laughs> you were you were, you were were clawing through that one, yeah. bud. <laughs> As we look, um, speaking of clawing through, Utah had to do that yesterday in spring practice because, my gosh, the weather and everything that was coming down. It's not your typical spring ball, but you were up there. What were some of the – He's like, I feel like I'm prepping for a bowl game. Yeah. Like, it's like, no. I know. It's it's April. Exactly. Yeah, we're getting closer to the middle of April, too, and it's still coming down. So it's crazy to have to deal with this. Um, Just based on the reports and everything that were coming out, I personally was really encouraged by – the positive reviews that uh, Steve gave in his article on Zone about Utah Spring Ball 23 Week 3 viewing session. If you guys want to check that out, head over to Zone. I was really encouraged about the rave reviews he was giving Chase Kennedy and Logan Fano talking about how they popped. You were up there yesterday. Who were some of the players and some of the things you noticed? So some of my notes are actually combined with Steve's. Um, so it's kind of like a one-two uh, note thing. But uh like I talked about this already like Justin Medlock like he looks really good yeah. and he's running with the ones are usually doing that three backer set with uh him Karene and Lander and I think that's a really good set like I think yeah. the three of them out there is so good it's so good I love the the versatility you get from all three of those because Lander I think in my opinion is the best of the three in coverage again we haven't seen what Justin can do in coverage um but Lander's my my personal favorite in coverage, but Justin is just so 
so fast. He's so physical. He's so athletic that I think he he he's gonna have a big season for Utah. Um, I just think that it's in the it's in the makings for him. Um, that's something that really stood out to me. The other thing that stood out to me was um, Elijah Davis was taking uh, reps with like the ones. Uh, you know, he was out there with like, I think he was out there with Vaughn and Battle. Uh-huh. So that's that's interesting. He was in the slot. You know, he's obviously he's a redshirt freshman. Um, that's that's good seeing him out there. And then I I think he's kind of, I don't want to say he's a placeholder, but I think he's getting a jump on the battle that we're probably going to see in fall camp between him and Smith Snowden for that position. Um, yep. And then I think. I think I honestly think we can close the book on the whole who's going to replace Clayton Isabel situation because I think it's Sione Vakis. Yes. It's there's nobody within an arm's reach in my opinion. He Sione's the only one who's taking like reps with the ones that we've yeah. seen. Um Blue Stewart has was out there with the twos which was really cool and they I think they had one I don't know if I can say this but I'm going to. Um there was one package that they subbed blew in and took battle out for like a a deep safety yeah um which is 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 it's really good considering that like last year you you kind of have a i don't want to say a liability when you're in the deep safety zone um because mm-hmm. rj hubert had some really great plays but he also had some really yeah, really really, mm-hmm. really bad misses yep. so i don't know if it's just like how how much to read into that if it's like a like, a, oh, hey, we're just trying to prepare, like, for this situation or, like, what it is. But seeing Blue out there was really cool. Um, I'm I mainly – I'm a defensive girl, so I love watching just, like, linebacker sets, defensive yep. lines. Like, I love watching those, those units and what they're coming out with. But it's really good from what, like, I've collected and viewed at practice. So, but, yeah. Yeah, got to be encouraging about just the the strides guys have made. To your point on Medlock, like he's a guy who didn't play last year. So when guys don't play, it's like, what are they going to look like? And oh no, he's he's definitely ready for the moment. That's the really encouraging thing. I think one thing he's also gained weight. He's gained weight. Like he's bigger now than he was when he came into the program last year. Yeah, it definitely seems like he's bought in with the strength conditioning program and everything there. Um, you mentioned Sione Vaki being the him, and then obviously we'll get Nate Richie up to speed. But we know that Cole Bishop said at the safety spot too. Yeah, Nathan on earlier on yesterday's show talking about just safety depth overall. Is that a concern you have just watching practice that it is Sioni by such a clear mile? Or do you think that is look, Sioni's a special player, so like he should yeah. be the starter, but like if he goes down, are are you concerned at all? No, because Jaden Pearson's in the wings. And Jaden Pearson has made some very, very, very big plays um this season. Uh he will fly around the field. I think it was a couple of weeks ago at practice. He literally chase down Brandon Rose from sideline to sideline. Like he was on the far sideline. Brandon was on the near sideline and he just tracked him down and just sacked him. So I, I'm not worried. Um, I know why people would be like concerned possibly with the possibility of things, but um, I personally am not. I think that I think Morgan Scally will have his guys ready. Um, and it's again, we, we still have the next transfer portal window that's going to open in a couple of weeks. So like if, if safety concern is something really that the coaches are thinking about, I wouldn't be surprised if they're reaching out to some guys who are safeties in the portal, just to see, just to see their interest, see what they can do. Um, But 
I'm not, that's not my position of concern right now. That's not where I'm like, what happened? You have situation. one? <sighs> it sounded like you did. Fine well, enough. it's like corner is one that is, has, has consistently plagued me just because of how like they've been really good, but then at times they get so depleted so fast. A la the Rose bowl, uh, the Ohio no. state Rose bowl and Mackay Bernard's playing Hi. corner. Um, but then we got the iconic I play running back quote out of that. So I think it's kind of like a win. It's like a win-lose situation, you know? Um, but corner has always been one that's kind of kind of concerned me. Um, like, because you know you have Fabian Marks who missed last season with an injury. Travis has had issues staying healthy. Yep. Um, Zamaya has been playing really good. Uh, but then Kane Savage puts his name in the portal earlier yeah. this week so you have you have battle you have battle and then you get smith snowden in this summer so um yeah, cj blocker comes in as well yeah you get cj blocker as well so it's like corner is the one that's kind of in my opinion i'm a little bit like eh, about mm-hmm. but like i think on the offense i think on the offense i think you're in a, a really good position because Whoever wins that QB two battle, I think, is going to be very well prepared for what they're going to be walking into. Um, running back, I think you know you get Chris Curry back. Obviously, you bring in a really good running back class. Um, you get JJ back. You have Glover back. You have Mackay. Running back's not a concern to me. I think the offensive line is meshing really well right now, and the twos are getting really good reps as well. So I'm not concerned about the offensive line tight end you know Brant and Thomas you get you have them back um you have Mickey Sugaturanga making the move over there um you have Isaac Vaha who's back from injury who I've heard nothing but really great things about so far and then you get uh CJ Jacobson coming in this summer and then wide receiver those look great oh yeah and you also get Munir you're like you have Munir you have a lot of you have a lot of bodies in there Mm -hmm. um but then wide receiver obviously you think it's the same thing like you have a very deep very deep very deep room um with devon and money and makai and uh mikey and like just luca calderala taekwon gilmore you have a very good group so um i'm not i think corner i think corner and and like if you have to rank them corners probably for me it's like corners one safeties two but Mm. like this year is not like any like glaring like oh my god like what is to happen if this happens yeah. what are we doing situations yeah 100% i think and it, you make a great point you just talk about the concerns and everything like we will eventually have to dive into this more when uh, just after spring ball and we've got to look at everyone i think for me concern wise i'll say i do i look the defensive ends have looked good in spring ball it's still different come season i think the pass rush is going to be at least a little bit of a concern for me until we see how it plays out week 1 against florida speaking of florida Look, if one of these guys, whether it is Brandon Rose or Nate Johnson, is starting their first game against, look, Florida's not what they used to be, and they're not mm-hmm. an SEC powerhouse, but they're still a tough team, very physical in the trenches, and they only have a 400-pound defensive tackle that's going to be coveted in the yeah. Rice Stadium right away. So it's a lot to deal with there. And as much as I like Satao Laumea, especially as a run blocker, it's, it's pass blocking on the left side is a totally different animal. He had his ups and downs in pass protection. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the other one that's very interesting to watch and see. But those are overall, I think for both of us, mm-hmm. we're not majorly concerned about any of these things, which is good. They're just kind of question marks we still have, which, look, this isn't like no every football program has questions, so it's not a bad oh, place yeah. to be in. Well, and it, on that left side of the line, if you really want to get into like how to make sure that left side's protected, if it gets to that point, like Thomas, has, Thomas Yasmin has talked about how he wants to become a true blocking tight end this year. Yeah. Like – 
get Thomas out there, throw throw him in the deep end. I'm not like throw him in the deep end. I'm pretty sure Mickey knows how to do has like he talked to me about it when I interviewed him for Utah's on this week. He said that him playing defensive end and then moving to tight end kind of gives him an upper hand because he knows what hand placements and hand techniques yeah. defensive ends are going to pull. So if like you put Mickey on that end, you put Thomas on that end like you there's there's ways to combat poor pass protection on the left side. I'm not saying that like that's going to last all season and that's going to be like the end all be all, but I think like knowing that you have tight ends who can like help in that situation, I think should be cause like some like relief. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's definitely a nice thing to have insurance and it's okay to have to chip and help out a little bit too, especially just while Satawa would get acclimated hypothetically, but Mm -hmm. I trust Jim Harding. I think we both do. So hopefully it'll all be good come week one. So that's going to do it for football news, but we did get a little bit of Utah women's basketball news with Taya Sidbury entering the portal average. She averaged 4.6 points per game for the youth this past season, 28 games off the bench. She was a true freshman played a little bit. Great presence in the locker room, Sammy overall, but Mm -hmm. look, this is one where you look at it and you're like, why did she leave? Probably minutes related, right? Because yeah. this is a Utah woman's team that returns everyone, and it makes sense that she might want a little bit more playing time. It's a bummer because she did go to judge, so kind of losing out on a local product. But this more so just speaks to how deep this Utah women's basketball team is. Yeah, deep and also how much uh, I think Lynn trusts the girls who she has on the court um, because she mainly subbed in for Jenna, if I remember correctly. And, like, Jenna's a beast. Like, Jenna knows what she's doing. Jenna can, like – She's just so fun to watch, um, even though we also saw how heartbreaking that, like, end of the season was for Jenna. Yep. Um, I'm not, like, I personally thought that there was going to be one to two transfers out of this program. None of them are going to, no, I thought none will be major. And yeah. again, this is just me, like, th- like looking at rosters. Like, I'm not, like, confirming. It's what makes sense. It's what makes sense. I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but I always thought that it would be maybe one to two girls who didn't see as much time possibly taking their talents elsewhere. And yeah, like you mentioned, it sucks to lose a local product like Taya, but at the same time, like Utah fans are really great at this. You just say, thank you for all you've done for this program. And you just wish her the best because I think it it takes a lot for a freshman to realize that she's buried in the depth chart. Um, And it's not like a, rash jumping to conclusions in my in my opinion because i think she kind of saw that jenna's kind of jenna's doing her thing and then just how good this team is as a whole if she wanted to see a minute she's gonna have to go somewhere that they need someone of her caliber someone who is a scorer she gets she gets she's really good from the field she will drive you and then just like take it to the rim she i i will miss her her blocks she was she's she's a blocking machine but at the same time like she's got to do what's best for her so yeah it's not detrimental to the team's success in 2023 2024 still it was a key contributor did a lot of nice things for this team but someone who's not irreplaceable and makes sense that she just wants to get some more minutes but either way lynn roberts has turned this utah women's basketball program into a juggernaut so great opportunity for them to recruit there's a little doubt that they won't find someone who's ready to step up, and that person could even be on the roster. That's where you never know how it's going to play out. But in Lynn, we trust. Sammy, if people want more Utah women's basketball or Utah football content, where should they head over to check out? You can follow me on Twitter at S underscore Mora 99. There's a lot of football. uh, Gymnastics is heading into nationals. There's a lot of gymnastics content on my page. Um, 
basketball stuff comes down just regular utah athletics related content on twitter but if you want to actually like read like long forum like content content you can find me on over on utezone.com um there's a lot of subscriber and vip exclusive interviews and and like information you can get on over there um and just join a really great like utah football community or utah athletics actually because everyone on that board loves utah women's basketball loves utah men's basketball loves the red rocks loves utah baseball so um yeah youth zone come join us make sure you guys head over to that also if you're in the market for a second listen every day we recommend you check out the locked on college basketball podcast where host isaac shade and annie pratt and bring everything you know on and off the court the offseason may be here but there's tons of transfer news and still reflecting on uconn's big win to go over that's what locked on college basketball is for Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Log Dog College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Sammy for joining us once again. Sammy will be back with us next week talking Utah gymnastics. Stay prepared for the national championship. So look forward to that episode. Sammy, always great having you on. Thank you for having me. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked Dog Utes. But we'll be back with Porter Larson tomorrow talking more Utah Spring Ball.